Hello, everyone. Welcome to Universal Energy Radio. This is the lowest effect. My name is Alisa, and currently I'm hosting this show alone. I have no idea where Liz is. So let me try to text her and see what is going on. But I hope everyone's doing well. I myself am actually recovering from whatever cough that my niece gave me <laughs> last week. So apologies in advance for any random coughing. Oh, here we go. Hello. And my name is Liz. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I had some technical delays. Mm. Hi, darling. Hello. What were you I talking was, about? Uh, telling the people that I was I wasn't feeling well. That I mm. had this big cough that I got. Um, yeah. I, no. I baby. I babysat my niece last week, and she was home oh. because she had a cough, mm. and uh, it hit me. Probably Saturday night. Oh, I noticed it a little bit, but I had to work on Sunday. And then oh, God. by the time I got home Sunday, I'm like, I'm done. I'm just going to go home, go to sleep. Like, I yeah. got some Japanese food and then went to, went to sleep. And I had a massage scheduled for yesterday. And I was, I was like, mm, should I go? But what I really wanted to get was this um, myo, myofascia. Uh, massage yeah. mm-hmm. that that she does, and I'm like, I think I, I think I need to go. Um, mm-hmm. So I did go, and now I feel like mm, I feel bad because I, I hope she doesn't get sick. I, I did she know that you had a cold or that? Yeah, and she's like, it's like, what did okay, you get well, tested? Well, I said, I said I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I never think about getting doing my home test. I actually don't even know if we have any more home tests. But I'm like, no, I know it's a cough that I got from my from my niece because and, and they tested her because they have home test galore at their house. And they're like, it's not COVID. It's it's just a cough, you know. I said, Okay, well so I'm like, this is what it is, is I've I've been fine for the last few days until until, you know Yeah, until now. Right. So uh, but but yeah, I mean and so she did she did this great massage and um and she's like, you know, take a do an Epsom salt bath, just get some sleep, drink a lot of water. And so I did do a, a bath. Mm-hmm. And she had given me last the last time I was there, she had given me a um, a little, uh, it's not a tincture, but like some essential oils that she put together mm. for um, a detox soak. So that's what I put in my oh. Epsom salt bath Beautiful. as well. Yeah, oh. and so. Um, like I'm feeling a little bit better today, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I might have to pause, you know, like pause myself to uh, mute myself for any random bits of coughing that I have to do. Okay, okay. Um, just so you know, well, you're being a trooper. That's how we do. Uh, and welcome to our Valentine's Day special! Yay! Woo! I, woo! That's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, happy Valentine's Day! That's happy Valentine's Day! Let the lights do the work. Bye. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Um, I know we have Jen who is calling in, so let me. Okay. Let's see. Let me get this. I'm gonna pull up the database because I know she's gonna want a card. I already know. Let me just pull it up for Red. De- well, today's a good day for that. Happy Thank Valentine's Day. Thank you. Hi. You're welcome. What's going on, darling? Are you just are you just using us for our cards? I'm using. <laughs> 
Well, you know well, what? I gave a Valentine's card to my significant other, but because we're not in the same country, I hid it last time I was there somewhere he would never find it. And oh. uh, I, I let him know where it was this morning. Aren't oh, you sweet. clever. That's adorable. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Oh, that's so nice. See, women, I mean, I'm going to be sexist, but you know what? See, women, we will just, and I'm not talking about gay men, but just women. <laughs> women, because <laughs> sometimes gay men are like, you know, I can learn from them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just that extra, you know, it could be like the mother thing, whatever. And I'm being very, I'm generalizing. I'm being very sexist right now. I'm just saying this is a very sort of generic, general statement. So, you know, haters, relax. Um, but, you know, just that, that extra bit of, you know, that, that extra bit of sensitivity, just really thinking about, you know, conserving somebody else's feelings, a lovely surprise. You know, I left two uh, these my kids' favorite uh, chocolate cookies. I got uh, two individual for them, a little post-it with a little heart, you know, happy Valentine's Day from mom. Like, you oh, know, we do these things. Mm. Aw, I just, uh, yes, well, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's lovely. All right, so the data, and uh, we are ready when you are. All right, I'm ready. Okay, okay. Okay, so the number associated with this message is 814. Oh, wow, this is a good one. The wisdom of creating space from the fragmented charge of trauma and grief of the past allows the purity of wisdom to be your baseline always. I love this freaking message. I never read it before. Mm. I love it. It's so appropriate. And I'm really thankful to you. Uh, I'm going to make it about me for three seconds, and we're going to go back to you. Um, This this weekend marks... um, it's crazy that within like a two or three day period, it acknowledges the death anniversaries of my mother, my daughter, and two of my dearest friends. Mm-hmm. That's cr- crazy. The February is always like this crazy. And I'm, of course, you know, used to have been there and done that. But this message really frames the consciousness. I'm going to read it again because it's all about the purity of wisdom. And that, my friend, is a suffer-free zone. We don't suffer when we're in wisdom and grace. Mm. We're not throwing a party either. We're just neutral and we have our shit together. I'll take that over jumping up and down because that's something that is sustainable and that is infinite. I'll read it again. The wisdom of creating space from the fragmented charge of trauma and grief of the past allows the purity of wisdom to be your baseline always. 814 is the number. 
well, what's a powerful message? Um, it starts with that eight, which is the manifesting of whatever it is that you've been putting your energy into. And um, I guess when it talks about creating space, in a sense, that is what you're wanting to do. And that one in the middle of this is, is you. That space is you. Um, and then the four, it mentions baseline, and that is another key word for a four in terms of mm. your foundation. Um, so it's, it's still looking at what it is you've, you've created, what you're going to build on from there. Um, but it's also recognizing the work that you've already done um, as, as that baseline to build on. And I think the whole energy behind it is still that four. It's still about, about this form and structure and, you know, there are no shortcuts. You just sort of, you work on it and you do it. Um, so as you're doing your work, you can appreciate everything. That's like the stuff that you thought was really hard. Um, the stuff that you thought was just like, oh, so much work to do. But as you get through it, you can appreciate why it was there to begin with and what it means now as it becomes a part of you. And like you said, there's wisdom in that, in that zone. The, the, the purity of that is, is that mm-hmm. it, it's like this essential thing. You can't, you can't be separated from it. It is, it is part of who you are. So that isn't something that anyone can take away. Um, beautiful message. Definitely. Yeah. Good, good pick, Jen. Thank you. I, you know what? And it totally resonates with me because just this morning I was looking at something going, okay, time to create space. And mm. no, it's exactly what I was thinking about. Mm. I love that. That's good. So how long now is it that uh, you're with your guy? Because it was sort of, I remember that there was a, you had, you, you're on the fence phase. And that was a, a long time ago. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so this is great. So how long has it been? Three years. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because we're three years. My crazy, like, I'm here, I'm there, I'm here, I'm there, I'm out of anywhere. Now I'm in the convent, I'm out of the convent, I'm in the convent, out of the convent. The nuns kick me out, they bring me back in. <laughs> so I'm sort of like, I'm in the convent, but sometimes I sneak out. That's, that's sort of the status of, um, where, yes, yeah. And, you know, I'm just so happy to interrupted the pattern of of just um, really kind of losing losing myself being an overgiver imposter syndrome of yes I'm independent I'm cool yeah yeah you can violate me and do all the yeah no all that she's gone <laughs> she we kicked her out she's gone yeah and um I'm, yeah, and it's interesting because with this most recent Dalian, um, my approach is that oh yeah, we're just talking. Yeah, and I haven't really I haven't really given that status prior. It's like oh yeah, what somebody we're doing all kinds of crazy things. Nope. And in this case, like that, we're just we're just talking. Like it's Valentine's Day, and I'm not even anticipating or checking my phone like I'm twelve. You know, did I get a text? Did I get a text? Nope. I don't feel the need for that. I don't see. Yeah, I just, I'm not going to feel a certain kind of way uh, 
if that's acknowledged, I feel like a grown-up. I feel aligned. I feel that there's no lack. I feel a sense of, like, inner peace and inner connection. And if there is a side of fun, you know, great. And if not, like, I'm okay. But what I appreciate um, about this person is, like, no one's playing games. Or no one's, or no, or the thing is, in the beginning, he came in so hot. And I said this, like, in the first week. Now it's uh, about a month. I mean, about a month, and I haven't, you know, I've still been in the convent, which is good. Because usually I leave the convent after about two weeks. I'm like, nope, I'm still in the convent. <laughs> which is, I'm learning. But he really heard me because he was coming in so hot that I said, um, we're it, it, we're never gonna have a chance. If you keep going like this, I said this is this is, and he really backed off, but in the most respectful. Um, and the last two phone conversations, I really felt like it was two friends talking, supporting each other. Something new and different. Hmm. Yeah. So I I'm all about the slow lane right now. Whatever that means, I'm not looking for anything. I don't have any expectations. I think we're both invested in developing a friendship, and we'll see what happens. But the anxiety that I had previously is dissipating, and I'm feeling that I am in a place. I'm wondering if you're going through this too, Jen, because a lot of times our stuff energetically is parallel the way it is with me and Elisa. Do you feel like now, regardless of being in a relationship or not, but it's sort of like this period of like on your own, you feel the safety of being able to sort of just release and let go, like cutting ties and release the trauma, because that's what I feel that I'm doing on a very manageable level. It's not like I'm being thrown by, you know, capsized by a huge wave or whatever. It's it's kind of gentle but consistent. Does that make sense to you at all? Yeah, and I, I was telling my boyfriend yesterday, I said, we were talking about Valentine's Day, and I went, oh, you know what? I had this memory of this guy I went out with in my 20s. And mm-hmm. um, I liked him because he could undo his pants with a beer on his head while doing a dance. So Okay, so you're a freak. Him- <laughs> so I called him guys here on head and he said oh I'll we'll go out on Valentine's Day you know I'll call you and I said okay and then Valentine's Day came and went and I went oh you know what he didn't say what year what year 2045 <laughs> we'll go out on Valentine's Day. Okay, that's hysterical. But he could be I mean, he could be a magic mic. I mean, God bless. <laughs> right. Okay, so, but so you I know what? I, standard, I, I see I, your standards I are high. <laughs> I took high the disappointment and I put it into comedy, which, you know, it, it, I think that's, that's a great way do. of uh, dealing with stuff. We have to laugh. Oh, we have, we have to. Oh, I laugh at everything. Just, yeah, uh, yeah. The, I think to the the laughter raises the vibration, and what I've been folding into that, and this is 
not new, but I guess where it comes to conscious application or just awareness of all roads leading to the feeling of relief. So instead of trying to, oh, I'm going to try to be happy. I'm not going to try to laugh. No. How about let's just find the relief. And I'm so relieved that I've dodged a few bullets. You know, like if I had remained with um, the guy before this one where our traumas just couldn't coexist, it would, it, would have, it would have been a disaster. Like I dodged a bullet. Or if I ended up not hearing from one of the two girlfriends of the sociopath, I still would have been blindly being a second-class citizen and thinking that that was all I was worth. So I really feel like these connections really give you an outpicturing of where you are in your self-value. So I'm relieved that with each experience and being that I'm a collector of experiences, um, that each person is really an upgrade in terms of where I am and understanding my progress and self-value. And the massive relief overrides any externals or anxiety. And that's a beautiful place to be in. It overrides um, the immature feeling of less than and the anxiety-filled hypervigilance of, well, I'm only valid if I get a text that says Happy Valentine's Day. Well, I'll tell you this. I got a text from a sociopath last Valentine's Day, and look how far that got me. Yeah, I've gotten texts. So what? Um, irrelevant. It doesn't matter because I'm getting that connection within myself. So thank you, boys, for being, you know, facilitators. Um, but you don't get it from the outside. You get it from yourself. And that's a beautiful place to be on Valentine's Day because I feel no lack. I actually feel very full in my spirit. And that's beautiful. So we don't, yeah, we, we don't need it to seek it on the outside, but outside can be fun. It's an enhancement. You know, it's a cute experience. But it has to come from within. So I love that. I love not feeling like I'm, that there's a deficit. All about taking it step by step. But I love that you told that message. And I love how you um, interpreted the numbers on that. So that's good. So how often do you guys get to see each other? Because it, it's long distance. Yeah. It's, uh, I'll go over tonight now that the border's open. So I'm going to go tonight. Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll come home tonight. Um, you know, she'll about one at once every couple weeks for a whole weekend. Oh, that's not bad. So, no, it's not that's bad. That's good. good I me. think that's the best of both worlds. I think it's the best of both worlds. You know, you're like, like, I have to tell you, like 99% of the time, um, you know, when I'm in my mom case, I think to myself, I really don't want somebody else in this bed with me. I'm I so get good it. doing my thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then you have a little dolly off, a little rendezvous, and then, you go, and then that's it. So, yeah, that's a good, that's a good situation. Like, I'm not mad at long distance, you know? 
And you guys are making it. You guys are making it work. Is it sort of mutual? Like, is it balanced? Is because a lot of times one person uh, wants a little bit more than the other. Like, how how are you guys navigating that dynamic? Well, it, it basically, if if he wants to see more of me, he knows what he needs to do. He's got some stuff he needs to take care of. But he procrastinates and doesn't do it, so he can't say anything. Okay. Okay. Hello. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead, boss. Go you know, ahead. All right. You know, you know what you got to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're more than welcome right. to come and stay here, but you know. <laughs> right. And, and, is, and, and, and is it is it drivable? I think because you talked about that, right? Is yeah, it drivable? Twenty to forty minutes to get there and back, or to get there. Oh, to Michigan. Yeah, like I'm six minutes from the border, so. Oh my I can, God! I can see oh. from my front step, like I can go outside. Get out! And I thought and this was a plane ride. Get the hell out of here! I thought, it, oh, listen, there are neighborhoods in New York that take longer to to get to. <laughs> right. Um, from where I am. Wow. Yep. Oh, so yep. this is so doable. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, it's just the border situation. So you're right there. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, I had no idea. I thought it was like this whole like long distance plane or like six hour drive. No, there's so you like a really river. Get... There's a river yeah, between Detroit and where I live, and I can. It's one and a half blocks for me to walk to the river. So get out. Yeah, I'm just right there. Rolling on the river. Look at you. Okay, proud Mary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, that. Oh, that's okay. That's so cool. Also, that's very interesting because it's not like you guys are so far. No. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So then there really is a lot of weight that goes with, um, you know, what you just said. Well, you know what you need to do. So I thought that that was okay. So that's a whole other layer um, of accountability or just – what they need to uh, deal with because the obstacle in my mind was a lot greater than, than what it really So this it actually gets into a much deeper level that you can't really touch because that's his stuff, right? Right. And he did tell me, because I knew he had like some trauma from his, and you can, there's certain things that I, I know, know that he's got some trauma. So oh, but he honey, finally said that he was going to mm-hmm. exactly. He said he was going to talk to someone about it. I'm like, whoa, good for you. That's um, progress. That's progress. Yeah. But I think with the I think with the with the last guy that had I just our traumas could not coexist. Um, <laughs> I just they really they really couldn't. And and the the in the um. The involvement that he, and listen, he's been seeing a therapist for two years now. Um, I think she's probably getting a second house with his money. Um, the trauma really eclipsed everything else that I, when I step back, and there's no resentment, no anger, no, if anything, there's touch of sadness and like, bye, wish you the best. But it's like the trauma eclipsed everything and when I really look back and I don't feel bad about this at all I just think it's a fact I'm like this trauma is is so ruling this person's life that I don't really think he 
was capable of really uh, caring too much about me. He's caring more about his trauma, and that's okay. And he came in so hot only to pull back. So hot, it was, it was like too, too much that it really triggered my trauma because it was just too uh, cataclysmic. It was just too, too, too much. So we have to find that uh, that balance. And when he sent me um, this one-act play, I mean this text that was explaining all of his trauma, which I already was aware of, I'm like, he got no room for me because he got to work out, he has to work through this trauma. And also what, what's sad, I remember having a conversation about his relationship to alcohol. And that's directly tied to his trauma. It's like that's how I grew up because his mother was an alcoholic and his mother committed suicide when he was a little boy and he drinks, he can handle it, but how long can you sustain that? He drinks, um, what's Johnny Walker? Is that whiskey? I don't even know what that is. That Johnny, is that whiskey? I think it's bourbon. I don't know what it is, but it's hard liquor um, yeah. every, every night. Every night. I'm like, this guy drives. Now, he appears to drive sober AF, but you're drinking. And even when things were like, quote, unquote, good, I did have a conversation about his relationship with alcohol. And I said, I'm only saying it because I'm beginning to really develop feelings for you. Um. And then when we were FaceTiming, I saw that, you know, that, that he wasn't drinking, and then he said he was cutting back, which was great. So I know he was probably self-conscious about it. But that's the type of thing that if it's so directly tied to your trauma, that's the thing. And we really could have imploded. So, I, so going back to that, that vibration of relief, as opposed to feeling loss. I feel relief that I am no longer attached to, to, the, to two previous relationships and that those implosions, because they both imploded in my face crazy, uh, really showed me so much about, regardless of who it is, we like to live in the slow lane and either that's going to work or it's not, but that's where I need to be. So I'm so glad that new guy really heard me and we're going slow and I'm still on the convent. Thank God. Thank God. So I broke a record actually, because usually <laughs> I jump right into the fire and I'm like, Nope, Nope. The nun to make sure that, you know, I'm corseted it up and I'm all good. So that's so that's very interesting with uh, you and and uh, your guy, but then you are really I feel like your boundaries are very very clear. Oh, they you know, they that. are. I had a friend though, like she was she was dating yeah. and then she you know met this guy online and he, he was sounded like a great guy, but they all do. <laughs> yeah, and and I do think that he was a great guy, but he was going through his divorce, and she says, I don't want to be, right. you know, part of all that crap. 
No, and no. Of so course she, not. she cut him loose, but and then she reaches out to him, but you know, I said I don't think he's going to contact you because you know. I don't necessarily think it's her job to, but there has to be some compassion there as well. You don't just, I don't know, if you meet someone, cutting them loose right away, you're basically severing the relationship and really severing that opportunity. And the yes, I agree with that. Where we yeah. It's confusing if you're like sort of, so why does she, why does she, wait a minute, so she cut them loose, but then she reached out, why? Because there's, there was no one else, but then, like, I, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I said to her, I said, you know, why are you even online if you don't even really want to date? So, Girl. because it's it's not fair to, you know, say you start it's talking misleading. to a guy. Yeah, that's right. It is misleading, and it's not fair. That's right. So that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, like my my profile is muted because I. I can't, I mean, even though all the experts say date three people at a time, I'm like, I don't have time to even, you know, please. I like, I like going one at a time. That's just me. And, I, yeah, I would never, you know, um, I like to focus on one person at a time. So, uh, yeah, like, you can't even see my profile because it's muted. You can't see it. I would never, and, and yeah, it's just, I mean, I guess people get off of the of the attention, but I don't understand why she's circling back. I don't know. Yeah, and I and that goes back to the card too. Like, if you're seeking attention, then mm. you have cleared that space for wisdom and clarity. And yes, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So that's. Uh, yeah, it's just really, it's just really, it's just really interesting. Some people like to have a roster. I, you know, I just don't have time, or or the desire, and um, you know, it's not like I'm looking to uh, get married or even build anything with anybody. I just like a, a a lane of experience that's completely voluntary, that has, that's optional, and that has nothing to do with anything but having but feeling free and have and having fun with in a respectful in a mutually respectful exclusive space i can't get into you're talking to three people and you're hanging out with me i i'm just not that girl i can't do that a lot of people can do that i can't do that i can't do that so i'd rather um navigate yeah this way i'm glad for a change i'm exploring slow that's new for me so um, slow and steady wins the race and I have no patience you know a lot of people um, and this is you know everybody uh, I've heard of a lot of men doing this a lot of women doing this like you know it's, they're talking and they're already planning the wedding in their head and they haven't even met yet mm-hmm. all this you know, I think it's like a it's like a emotional addiction in the body. Well, all of a sudden, your brain is like, okay, so then we're going to build. I don't want to build anything. I just want I I want to have respectful, fun and connection, and friendship. I want to build a friendship, and then we see if it goes anywhere. That's it. So we're trying something new. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm glad. Yeah, trying something new and different. But I'm I'm glad that you're 
you know, you're finding your way, and, and I, it does really seem like you have the best of both worlds. I think that's really cool. I, I agree with you. I think it's great. So, yeah, that's nice. I, I had no idea that he was, like, down the block. I had no idea. It was so close. Well, and he lives in such a little place, too, that, uh, oh, I wish he would come over more, blah, 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 or, you know, and, I, you know, I'm sure that if I said, oh, I want to come live over there, that'd be fine, but I can't, you know, I can't live in a shoebox. No. No. There has to be at least one and a half bathrooms. There can't just oh be one. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen, yeah. Well, come, to, come, to New, come to New York, because, hello, one bathroom, and it, it kills me. Yeah. <laughs> so one and a half is like, that's like, whoa, that's a penthouse. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you know, you have friends in New York. You know how it is here. So, oh, I know. Uh, you, you know how it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm fortunate that I have a, a larger than average apartment, but I got that one bathroom. Because yeah. unless, yeah, I have that one bathroom, but I'm, I'm blessed that I do have space, but yeah. very uncommon um, in New York unless you're, like, wealthy. I'm very, very fortunate that I, I have a, a place where we could all breathe, but only one bathroom. So, yes, there, yeah, of course we want that one and a half bath at least. Right. Especially if you know you're a woman staying over, you want your little private situation, even if it's in the it's in you know in the guest bathroom. At least you can have all your stuff in. You know, I get it. No, no. Yeah. Well, it's yep. funny because um, he was going to come over, and I cleared out a drawer for him. So it's about making space, nice. right? I cleared out a woman. Drawer. See, that's what a woman does. You have the cards of Valentine's Day. You're going to clear out a drawer. Do they do that for us? All right, go ahead. Well, that's right. So, so I said, oh, right. no, and then couldn't make it over because of his problems. So, mm-hmm. well, and I said, you know, I, I sometimes get the impression that, you know, you have no desire to make space for me in your life. He said, what do you Ooh. mean? And I cleared out a drawer for you, and, you know, there's really nowhere for me to put anything here. <gasps> oh, okay, I'll do that. So, but, you know, you can't expect Because you have to tell them. <laughs> Yeah, my that's my mom did that with all of her marriages. Does she just expect everyone to read 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 my mind like, without yeah, you can't telling do that. You have to communicate. You got to communicate. Exactly. That's right. So, yeah. and and once he knew, like once I said that, it was like all over it. But you know, they don't think. Yeah, so. but they don't think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and I know we're being we're being very sexist. We're being very sexist. Too yeah. bad it's Valentine's Day. We could do whatever you want. We're being very yeah. sexist. But it's like, um, and again, just a very general statement. I, I think a woman's brain has has the capacity to sort of think about the bigger picture and to um, process multiple things concurrently. Where I think, and again, very general sexist statement that I'm making, where I think the um, masculine brain is more about like one thing at a time, mm-hmm. and that's like the the focus, like, or or so that appears to me. So if there's a crisis or a situation or whatever, uh, that that's going to be the focus, and then the peripherals uh, just fall to the wayside. Where I think, I mean, maybe it's because we're mothers, you know, or we have, or women have the capacity to be a mother, so we have that maybe that that survival instinct of like, you know, we got to make sure everybody's good. I don't know. I think it's very. I think it's uh, very, very interesting. But I'm glad that you guys, you know, have been working that three years. That's significant. I mean, that's great. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm very surprised because you knew how much I was on the fence before. I know. You're on the fence for like a year. Yeah, you're on the fence for a long time. <laughs> I know. You had, you had, you had like, you know, uh, the indentation of the fence on your butt, you were on it for so long. And, but I've also, you know, I've come to terms with the fact that he's on the spectrum, like, in, in he's a genius, like, in certain regards. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, just socially, there's, he's got, and I went, well, you know what, that that's indicative of someone who's got, like, ADHD or something like that. And he doesn't take yeah, offense yeah. when I say, oh, that's spectrum behavior. Um, I, because I think he, you know, knows that, and it's, you know, it doesn't make my life, but, you know, there are times when I'm introducing him to friends and he starts arguing about probabilities. <laughs> wow. Right. But that's somebody that, yeah. And we, and yeah. there's so many, there's so many people that I feel undiagnosed and just a touch on the spectrum. I see it all the time. And I love that I, I'm aware of that because there's a lot of grace and forgiveness. Like there's no excuse for bad behavior or what have you, but um, but to sort of see it through that filter and then you see how it balances out with the genius, mm-hmm. with the, yeah. yeah. And I, I actually think the, the new guy um, that I'm talking to, I think is a drop on the spectrum. Um, but the genius it eclipses so much to me. I'm like, okay, that, you can have that drop, you know, you can have that yeah. drop, and I can understand it because look at look at this magnificence that's coming out of that incredible mind, which I find right. incredibly attractive. Yeah, so it balances. Exactly. You know, and, and then you can't, and, and, mm-hmm. even a good doctor found love. <laughs> Hello? Right, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, so, so right, and if it's if it's managed, if it's handled, if you're able to function, you know, um, you work with it. Yeah, so it's it's uh, having that compassion, and then appreciating the genius that is often a byproduct of, you know, uh, being on the spectrum, even at its most minimal. So whether it's diagnosed or undiagnosed. I mean, we can kind of tell, right? Yeah. Say again? Because we've got wisdom, because we created that space. <laughs> yes, ma'am. See, I love, I love that it's going back to that message. Yep. And that re- really eclipses judgment and self-doubt and insecurity, and that's what I love about that, that space of clarity and wisdom by understanding the gifts of are traumas and experiences. That's, or grief or whatever you want to call it. Like, that's the gift, is that it's so pure, that space of wisdom, you know? Um, it can never be tainted or polluted. It's sacred. And you urge your spot through surviving and working through knowing the obstacle is the path and just boldly facing whatever it is and having that consistency and resilience and you cross that finish line and you end up in, in the place of wisdom, you can't be touched. I love that. I love that. 
and you could be so good on your own. Like, I'm so good on my own. Yes. Oh, I like that I'm talking to somebody? Absolutely. I love that, and I prefer that as opposed to not talking to somebody. I prefer that. But it's different in that it's the first time where I feel like these bookends of the inner core of wisdom being balanced with the with the joy and the energetic presence into somebody new. I kind of like it. Um, the real test would be being anchored in that place of wisdom, and it doesn't matter if I'm talking to somebody new or not. But I'm not going to rush to get to that place because at this point I'm just developing a friendship. I'm, talk, I'm just talking to somebody. I love that I don't consider this to be a new relationship. Um, that's to be determined, and I'm okay with that. It's not like I'm needing that or that I'm feeling a sense of lack. And maybe that's what it comes down to, where you don't feel like you are in a deficit or that you're lacking or needing. Oh, my God, Jen, did you, and Lisa, did you see, I think it was on Instagram, it went viral about this woman on a plane that mm-hmm. uh, her boyfriend, oh, my God, boyfriend broke up with her. And um, this video went viral. She was screaming like a feral animal that, that on the plane they had to contain her. What? It went viral. Oh, yes. I'm going to actually. He broke up with her I'm while gonna... they were on the plane? They were on the plane. Uh-huh. They're on the plane. Let me see if I could. I could. Uh, let me see if I could find this. And let me see. Because it is crazy. Uh let me see. I'm going to just look real quick. Let me see. Hold up. Because this, this happened. That oh, yeah. doesn't seem like a good Here plan at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to. You're in a contained space. Okay. I don't care how, yeah. how short that gonna, flight gonna, is. Alisa. Alisa, I'm going to text this to you right now. And Jen, I'm going to, let's see. Okay. So, Alisa, tell me when you, when it comes in. Okay. Got it. And, That's if, it, and if it's, yeah, and if it's, are you on a headset? Because I don't know because I'm so technically whatever, whatever, and I'm just, I'm barely on half a cup of coffee. Is there a way that you can, uh, play it so we hear the audio. Let's see. Let's see. Because she sounds like a wild, feral animal. I'm like, oh my god. Oh god. This one viral. Let me see what's going on here. It was all over uh, Instagram. That's big meltdown. Let's see if I can get it. Just, like, all these other ads were popping up. Hold on. I know. It's a pain in the ass. I'm sorry. But it says, man dumps girlfriend American Airlines flight leading to meltdown and removal. Um, so the meltdown occurred. I'm just <laughs> Did Oh my god. 
Oh my God. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> they must not travel uh, well together. Oh my gosh. No, they don't. I don't think so. I don't think they'd make good traveling companions. Can you imagine? She sounded like she couldn't exist without this guy. Uh, on a plane. I mean, that's not attractive, girl. Maybe right? it was smart because then he had like people to help contain it. Because I think if he didn't, if he'd done it just you know the two of them, oh, he probably would have gotten injured. And also too, you know, it's really interesting, and this is I think kind of a good thing, um, where men are becoming much more aware of the potential consequences of their behavior because of me too and council culture, which isn't a, which really isn't a bad thing. You know what I mean? If they're going to, as you know, boys will be boys. Okay. Well, you can do that bullshit behind closed doors, um, but don't involve women. You can talk amongst yourselves and be totally stupid, whatever. I don't want to know about it, but to be aware of, you know what? I better do this on the, you're that smart, Lisa. I better do this on the plane because she she's extra, and I don't want her to say that I was trying to rape her or this, that, or the other. Mm. Right? Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of, like, men are being very hyper-vigilant about what they're saying, their behavior. So maybe he's like, I got I, I got to do this. And maybe he didn't think she was going to go all extra like that. Or that she was, or maybe she was just driving him so crazy that he was just so like exasperated yeah. that he's like, I gotta shut this down. But yeah, can you believe that audio, Jen? Ooh, oh, awful. Yeah. That, like she a, was like a, a feral cat, yeah. a feral animal. Yeah, but it's it was all over Instagram, so you'll see it. But that, that but just hearing it, and I just knew, just hearing it, because I heard it, and I'm like, what the hell? It is so primal, and yet as you go down to that, like at a primal cellular level, yes, as human beings, we are wired for human connection. Touch is actually more important than sex. Touch is very important. We're all sort of yearning for that connection, whether it's conscious or unconscious, uh, whether it's, it doesn't even need to be a partner, but it's just community, family, um, gathering with people, whatever. Um, but it's, to, but if it's to the point that you're investing all your emotional needs and survival is based on another person, like they're a dialysis machine. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, come on. I mean, this poor woman, that's, I, I, yeah, and I'm really curious, like, where are they now? And can you imagine they got back together? Oh, no, we're good. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> can you wow. imagine? Oh, I love him. Oh, yeah, I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine? I mean, wow. I wonder how long they were there. Like, I'm really curious as to the, to the backstory of that. But that happened... Um, 
It happened earlier this month. So that really, yeah, talk about relief. I was relieved that I wasn't that girl. I was relieved that I am so good to not be in a committed situation with anybody right now. I was so relieved, like, that the energetics of relief, if we can start there instead of trying to find, oh, I want to find these things to make me happy, whatever I'm lacking. No, you don't have to lack anything and still be in relief. And then you don't have to feel like you're lacking anything. The relief that I'm not her. Right there. <laughs> well, That's a you good know thing. What, you know what's unfair, though, is... So he does that. He breaks up with her on a plane, and you're right. He, maybe he she poked him too hard, whatever. But if you're in a relationship where you're on a plane together, I think he's obligated to get off the plane with her. You know, you can't just abandon someone you're traveling with. <laughs> mm. if, if exactly, a very shallow character. Yeah, that's when we, it would be nice to know the backstory, if, you know. Yeah, like, I'm very curious about that. If, they're, if they were, well, obviously they're shopping together, but do they live together? Well, they um, don't know. Yeah, yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she sounded like a caged animal. It's crazy. Crazy. And, um, I mean, what's her future going to be like? Oh yeah, I was the chick from the uh, from the video. I, who's she gonna get? Oh. But, and that and that's why, like as a parent or you know friend or whatever, we owe it yeah. to our friends, family to help them with their emotional intelligence because people. Yes. And I was circle back to the airplane. People are just losing their shit on airplanes mm-hmm. without right. any thought of. You know, such a disregard. You know, yes, regard for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why traveling has become so difficult. Um, oh, it's horrible. Yeah, and it's like you know, I don't want to get on a plane. You know, you, you never know what's going to happen. But you, you know, never know. Yep, life is going to throw you some curveballs. And I mean, come on, taking your curveball and like taking that anger, but instead of yep through it and face it. Yeah, I mean, when that last situation yeah. happened with me, I like, I just, I cried for three days and I just was very objective. Like, okay, this is the experience of heartache. I'm collecting experiences. Okay, I understand what that feels like. It's not fun, but I'll get to the other side of it. And I did. With the byproduct being the grace of wisdom. Wisdom. Because I broke a lot of patterns with that situation. That's the gift. Instead of like this whole disregard and this dismissiveness and, and, and the danger, you know, the danger of um, losing it like that in a contained space where everybody's vulnerable on a plane. You're on a plane. Right. It's a vulnerable situation. There's no guarantee that you're going to make it, you know, that you're going to, there's no guarantee with anything in this life. But everybody's contained in the sky. And you're having a, like this extreme breakdown, and I wonder how much. Well, I wonder how he planned it. You know what I mean? Like, like how many? You know, when were they going to land, or how long was the flight? Like this, those details. I don't know if it says anything in the article, but um, I think it's Man. crazy. 
Yeah, I don't know. And I wonder I wonder if it was just one of those situations where it, they've been nagging each other or she'd been nagging him or right. You know, something they were fighting or Yeah. We don't yeah. know. We don't know. I have no idea. But wow. I it's just I, I just find it I just find it really uh really uh fascinating that um first of all it was captured on video and that um it's just such a such a reflection of the extreme of just human nature. Just what what is that? Like do we have no sense of pride? Great dignity. Dignity, like you may break, you may break my heart, but you'll never know it. I will have my head held high. I don't, I don't, I don't chase. I move on. That's it. No matter if my heart is broken, you'll never know. It's called dignity. Look into it. Of course, I feel bad for her. Yeah, I wonder how old she is. Yeah, that's a good question. I have no. Idea. Well, and I want, I also wonder how pretty she is because oh. I was watching what was it, Doctor Phil, which is now canceled, and he okay. had you know Paulina Porlico. I can't remember. Yes, name, but it's, oh, it's Kova. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she was talking about you know men don't notice older women, blah blah blah. I'm like, you know, there's a whole set of women that men never noticed. So. You crying about being old and no one's noticing you anymore? Oh, shut up. No, shut up. It, yes, exactly. She wrote a book about her. Like, and that's not, and that's and that's and that's not true. Actually, she's 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 that you, honey. That's not true. But go ahead. Yeah, no, what you're right. It, it, it isn't true. But it's I mean, look the, at us. Hello. Yeah, it's not true. <laughs> you know, I, I'm fat. No one men look at me all the time. <laughs> yeah, hello. And you're not. Cancel that. But go ahead. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I think that people have their priorities all out of whack. <laughs> so was she, was she sort of like being like the victim? Like what was her, what was her yeah, problem? she was playing a victim. Like, you know, oh, and, and it was like the way she was, was like, oh, you know, men should notice older women. I'm like, well, I think men can notice whoever they want to notice. Exactly. So, That's right. What, since when is it any of our business? And furthermore, you know, get over yourself. Exactly. So but you know what it is with the extremes, Jen? Because she was like back, 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 back in the day, you know, she was, um, you know, the it girl, you know, yeah, uh, became Rick O'Case's wife. Yeah. And, then, and then he totally, you know, uh, something, I don't know how toxic their marriage was, but he totally cut her out of the will, did this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I, you know, it's interesting because I feel, actually, I feel sorry for the very beautiful people. I feel sorry for them because this is what happens. When you have relied so much on the exterior, right, like, I love, actually, that, I, you know, I wasn't this, like, extreme, not this extremely beautiful person. I didn't say I'm, I'm, I'm unattractive. I think I'm very attractive. But that. The only thing people would see would be like these model-esque looks. 
that's not me. Thank God. So now, as a mature woman who has cultivated street smarts and personality and humor and an individual sense that I know how to take care of myself and all of those things, I have sustainability, you know, and I really um, started just to explore that freedom post-marriage at the age of 59. So I want to hear from these bitches. I do not want to hear it because she's making a generalization, but I think it's because of the extreme of relying on just being so drop-dead model beauty, you know, beautiful, that um, it can't be sustained now as a mature woman. And that's not true. And then to project that, talk about law of attraction, to project that message that she's on Dr. Phil claiming that, well, she's going to continue to attract that. Mm -hmm. And she is beautiful. I see what she looks like now. She still looks good. She's gorgeous. But she's going to become less attractive vibrationally. You know what I mean? Because what you're saying to me sounds very unattractive. That it doesn't matter. It's very interesting. And, you know, and then what's crazy is I, I got a, uh, a call from, I call him the, the gateway. It was uh, the first person I dated um, during this, uh, when I was, uh, when I was um, 59. He was the gateway. He was the first person that I got involved with. We were together for five months. And he just wanted to touch base. We hadn't talked in over a year. We parted very amicably. He's very, very attractive, and he just wanted to tell me that he left New York and he moved and whatever, whatever. And we have this FaceTime. I always found him very attractive. I always loved his sense of style. But when we were talking, I felt nothing. I did, it wasn't enough. His looks weren't enough to keep me engaged. And I wouldn't feel this way whether I was talking to somebody new or not. I felt nothing, and I felt so relieved. Because my mind is wired, I say this all the time, as a sapiosexual. I'm so attracted to the mind. And then look second. And even though this guy is so attractive, I felt nothing. So we have to cultivate all the unique parts of ourselves for us. And that's attractive. Not to be put this blanket statement that, you know, uh, older women are no longer perceived as attractive. She's a liar because... Uh, Jen, you and I, we're through proof, but like, not true, bitch, sit down. So on that <laughs> note, on that note, and thank you for being our co-host today, Jen. On that My, note, uh, if you guys need to, it was fun. I loved it. I loved it. Thank also, you. too, you know, Elisa with the coffee, I, th- I thought this, this would be kind of a nice, just, you could just sort of rest and sort of chill and whatever. So perfect. So if you guys need to get a hold of us, you can send an email to loablend at gmail.com. And we will be back on the air this coming Thursday at 8.30 a.m. United States Eastern Time. And you know what? This was a Valentine's Day special because we're talking about love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, and in the meantime, please take care of yourself and each other. Let the light do the work and two brighter days ahead. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Love Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.